Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! Escaping the quarantine, our players continue on the trail of clues left by Malthus Reed. Thanks to Xenia's questionable brilliance, our players discover a lost Is It Research Tower teleporting out of control. Having navigated its homemade traps, the crew is now face-to-face -face with its goblin inhabitant. Will madness prevail? Find out this week on Encounter Party! Hello everyone and welcome to the Encounter Party. My name is Brian David Judkins. I am your Dungeon Master. With me this week are Andrew Krug, Eddie Cooper, Ned Donovan, Sarah Babe, and Landry Fleming. Right, so the mighty Minotaur Fakara kicks down the door. And inside exposed, you can see that the top of the tower is actually an Izzet laboratory. And this place is in shambles. Complete disrepair. There's lab equipment everywhere, piles of paper and research notes are scattered all over the floor, empty food bins, and coffee or teacups kind of littered everywhere. But there is still the sort of pungent smell of pure is it brilliance hanging in the air. On the back wall, you can see movement stirring amongst piles of notes and papers. Huddled on the back wall is a small, frail, bookish looking goblin who has what is clearly some sort of pistol-like device pointed at you guys, and it's just click, 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 um, as it is either misfiring or not working, but whatever he's pointing at you is not happening. And he sort of panics and tries to get up and run away, but he kind of slips on the papers and falls back in before realizing that there's no way out. He just squeals at you with this panicked, <laughs> What do you want? Who are you? You are not me. Why are you here? Oh, uh, please, we, we're not we're not here to attack you or do anything to your She's inventions. not here to attack you. I might do something to you. No! We're simply here looking for information. There's a great deal of disaster happening in Ravnica. Um, we're, we're worried about a contamination, uh, and so we're just here looking for answers. You're not here to harm me? No. Well, that's a relief. Oh, I was trying to defend myself. I thought this was some sort of death ray, but now I... Believe it to be a tea infusion device. Um, oh, you're big? Yeah. I'm sorry, how can I help you? Well, we're here on a fact-finding mission, truly. Um, <clears throat> so, basically, um, Malthus Reed, the master researcher... No! Yes. There's a great deal of recognition in this goblin. There's a great deal of recognition. There's a goblin? There's this great deal of recognition at the name Malphus Reed. Yes, you're familiar. Um, has been essentially teleporting a great deal of energy. Um, and we were seeking out the location of said energy, and, and it brought us here. Oh, well, naturally, uh, he is not teleporting it, and I am teleporting it. It is powering my tower. And what does the tower do? I, um, I don't really remember. It teleports. It teleports! That's excellent. It does it very well. I'm actually quite impressed myself. Thank you very much. What are you doing now? What? What am I doing now? Um, research? On teleporting? Am I? Oh. Do you have Apparently, a name? I'm doing research on teleporting. Do you have a name, Goblin? Yes, I do. <laughs> Somewhere. Perhaps there is a piece of paper who can enlighten us on that bit of information. Everyone, please make an inspection. Perception? Or Perception or investigation check <laughs> to sort through the paper. Uh, Zenia, you can make it with advantage. I do not find it. 
guys, I'm really nervous for next combat. That's a double nat 20 on my disadvantage. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's oh, okay. You, oh, you wasted it. On the most useless subject. <laughs> to find a name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had 18, but you had a double nat, so. <laughs> it's all right, I got a five. Okay. Uh, so you find some like letters in correspondence with a name that looks goblin-esque and you just sort of like, I, it looks strange and you really hope this isn't his name, but um, is it his name? Ha. The double finger guns do not impress me, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you bring this piece of paper over to this like smarmy goblin who kind of looks at it and goes, Oh, I entered the Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember now. I am the immeasurable, the incomparable, the, uh, I suspect, currently unemployed, Dr. Fizzlegig Whirligear. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's, oh, Dr. Okay. Fizzlegig Whirligear? Fizzlegig Whirligear. Fizzlegig Whirligear. Yo, I bought that toy as a kid. <laughs> what a fantastically descriptive name. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Whirligear has kind of regained his confidence as he sort of like stands up and seems to kind of like remember that this might be his place, but doesn't really remember what he was doing or where he was. And um, he's just sort of sifting through stuff, sort of trying to reestablish himself. And he, he acknowledges you, but also doesn't really acknowledge you. And you get the frightening realization that this man is a little bit more despondent and random than Xenia herself. <laughs> As a researcher, can I attempt to help him learn what he is trying to put back together? Um, I'm going to say no, because you are a simic and sure. not an is it. And also, there doesn't necessarily to be any amount of organization between what he's doing. Um, in that case, since I am, is it, am I able to uh, maybe get him to focus in such a way or show me around his his lab in such a way that I can kind of gather where he's at? Yeah, I think you're able to sort of match the sort of manic energy that uh-huh. comes with most is it. Um, and you're, you're trying to help him sort of rediscover what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he kind of travels to each... Um, particular station just goes, oh, what do I have here? Oh, yes. These are solutions and lubrications. Teleportation would be a very dangerous situation. He kind of rolls over here and just goes, these beakers are, uh, oh, this is just beverages. (laughs) I make tea in here. Always tea, never coffee. Gives me the shakes. And then kind of like keeps moving around and sort of thing and pointing out little bits here and there of sort of vials and papers and researches and some sort of, uh, Tesla coil type devices here and electricity and a cage of possibly what contained a rodent of some time once and he goes oh yes kept escaping so I thought turns out it was teleporting itself discovered it before I did the little rascal and then kind of like keeps like (laughs) sort of flittering around it's just sort of like bits and pieces of research that very clearly he is involved in um, the school of spatial recombination or or teleportation um so you, of course, know who Malthus Reed is. Mm, yes, I do. Yes. Have you had, have you worked with him at all? Mm, yes, we were research partners. Were you specifically research partners on teleportation? Yes, we were. Okay. Did he ever mention anything about an orb? Yes. Oh. Well, that's what we were working on. Can you explain a little bit more? What were you working on with the orb? Um, well, I don't exactly remember. Uh... Master Researcher Reed had brought me on to do some research on an object he found, and somehow it dealt with teleportation, and well, you know how these sort of research things go, and the next thing you know, you're vaporizing friends, and taking people's cats, and sending them into the stratosphere, and it's all a bit of a jumbulation. I'm sure the notes are around here somewhere. In Vidalkin, can I ask Xenia to ask him the last time he saw Malthus Reed? Mm. When was the last time you saw Malthus Reed? No, our research ended, um, what year is it? (laughs) <laughs> you guys you guys haven't to like clarify what the year is. Oh, um it's been um about three or four years, I imagine. Ooh, the time does fly. And how long did they say that Malthus Reed was the head of the Is It Research Facility? When did he get appointed? About three years ago. Is it possible that he lost this little goblin and was trying to find it? It's possible. He was staring at the power grid for hours on end. Oh, That's yeah, true. yeah, okay. That's true. Because all of his research is probably on there. So the research about the orb is probably here. Here. Yes. Um, d- would you mind terribly if I sorted through all of your things? Willie, it might be crazy, but he kind of like takes it back, he kind of like takes it back and says, 
I'm sorry. Are you an assistant? In a matter of speaking, yes. <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Do you want help with that? Uh, yeah, please. I'll I will help. That is not a possibility because Never you're mind. trying to convince an old man that she is his researcher. <laughs> Never, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> not 20 plus five so 25. so this like old spatial goblin who was clearly working on something probably horribly dangerous is <laughs> just completely convinced that he forgot you were his researcher <laughs> oh i am so sorry oh, i'm so embarrassed what is your name again my dear Xenia, and it's totally fine. I've missed you. It's been a minute. No, Xenia, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting my researches all the time. Where is my tea? Uh, <laughs> Point to oh. the beakers. <laughs> oh, yes, in those beakers. Oh, thank you. Do please bring me a cup. Now, if I remember, you were discussing something about an orb. Oh, yes, the orb. Oh, the orb. And he kind of gets, like, very quiet and kind of just freezes there for a second as he at least has enough awareness and clarity at the subject of the orb to realize the four of you are not Izzet Guild members and are definitely not anyone that he knows. I would pass in Elvish to the Golgari that we might want to produce the orb. And Lorzach reluctantly pulls the box from his backpack, opens it to reveal the orb. <gasps> oh no, 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 no. Where did you get this? Xenia? Good gracious. Well, it, it has made quite a long journey, but it, it, it first appeared in the Simic and then was given to a Mr. Alfonso, uh, which was then stolen. Uh, and uh, The Simic? How? Where? He is growing, like, increasingly, like, frightened by it everyone. It was found at the bottom of the Simic well below Zonet 4. Oh, Inside no. the belly of an adaptive black crisis that resembled some sort of sentient goo. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And he just starts, like, pacing around the frightening. Don't, oh, no. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, this is horrible. Don't you know what this means? No, of course you don't. That's why they're here. Yes. (laughs) It means there's more than one. What? There are more than one of these. This cannot be the one that we were studying. It was abandoned in the facility. What facility? Oh, uh, our research lab. Malthus and I had our own private research lab. We were conducting this research privately in secret. In the is it compound? Oh, no, no. A private facility. Far too obvious. My dear, you must be new. <sighs> and you don't think that it's possible that the orb you were working on that Malthus Reed seems to have lost or you seem to have lost could have ended up at the bottom of the Simic well? <laughs> oh, you Simic and your simple ideas. I guarantee you, and he gets a little sinister here, I promise on the scales of the fire mind that there is no one except for Mizzet himself who would be able to find that. No, no, no. We are all in a great deal of trouble because that, to my knowledge, is orb number two. How many orbs are there? My dear, as I have just said, that would be orb number two. Of? Two? Two! (laughs) I am just now aware that there are more than one orb. (laughs) What does this orb do? May I see it? I don't advise touching it with your bare hands. Yes, I know! (laughs) He kind of like shores the sleeves of his his robe kind of down and takes the orb from you. And this orb is kind of like about the size of his head as he sort of holds it up in front of him like a little butler just sort of waddling over to sort of this big glass orb contraption thing in the middle of his room. He says, now, um... I'm not exactly sure how to explain this, so do your best to follow along. Oh, God. This isn't. You're going to need to explain more than that. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I will try this again. Um, This orb is not. What? It does not exist. Exactly. Yes. Well, at least not here. I mean, it is. It exists. It is here, correct. But it does not exist here. It is not from Ravnica. It is from somewhere else. Where else? I don't know. You don't know. Um, 
perhaps a demonstration. And he's kind of hustles back over to the center of the room where this contraption is. And he, he just sort of or- opens one of the portholes to this sort of bubbling goo. And he just very gently just sort of places the orb inside and closes it. And he says, now, suspended in this solution, um, I am going to reduce the pressure on the orb, and um, we will see what happens. I mean, I already know what happens, but I'm going to show it for you. So he kind of goes to this contraption. There's this big wheel, steam wheel, and you just hear that. As he's, like, slowly turning this thing. And you see the solution in which this orb is suspended starting to bubble. And he gets very, very excited. (laughs) Do you see? It's boiling. Yes! Wow. No. Do you understand what this means? Explain this to me as if you were talking to a child. Yes. It is cold to the touch, and yet we reduce the pressure and the water boils. That means... The pressure where it is existing is different from ours? Uh, It means it's hot. Well, yeah. It's hot. Whatever this is, it is hot. It is radiating heat. Have you noticed it hasn't frozen anything around it? Cold to the touch, yes, but only relative to the atmosphere of Ravnica. Wherever this thing is from is much colder than here. So much so that the temperature it is radiating is actually hot in relative to wherever this comes from. But more importantly, it is radiating energy. Oh. Heat is energy, but it is siphoning This object came here for whatever reason, and now there are more than one, which means it is not just a singular device. It is a deliberate plant. Something or someone has placed these orbs within Ravnica with the intent desire to radiate energy, heat. But we are already hot here. We are much warmer than the energy this is radiating out into us. So with a great deal of time, Malthus and I concluded that it is not trying to pump energy into us so much as it is trying to vent heat from wherever it comes from. Where did you find the first orb? Mm, I did not. Who did? From my understanding, Mr. Malthus Reed got his hand on it. Did he tell you where he found it? It never mattered. When you mentioned the fire mind earlier, were you implying that he has the other orb? (laughs) No, my dear. We had our research facility in a hidden location where we could study such a dangerous and mind-boggling device on our own. Clearly, the fire mind probably had an inclination as to what we were studying, but as far as sharing our research, I was under the role of second researcher to Malthus Reed. I was really quite admiring the man and really quite honored that he asked me to join him on the first place, but... That facility lost its research. We had no more funding, and it was not the type of situation we sort of call out into the verse and say, hey, we certainly could use some money to study what we think is an interdimensional object. So it just sort of ceased. This is about as far as we got in our research to begin with. It is from somewhere not from Ravnica, and it is intentionally venting heat into our plane in order to remove it from wherever it's from. And the other orb would still be at that facility? Yes. And where is that facility? Oh, that is a very good question. Can you control the teleportation of this tower? No, I have not left in four years. Did you design the tower to move like this, or is there a problem? (laughs) Knowing the results of my past work, I imagine I screwed something up somewhere. (laughs) Would you have your old notes from your old facility? All of the notes were maintained in the facility, less likely if somebody tried to steal them that way. So you have no notes that would help us find that first facility? (laughs) I imagine there's something somewhere. Which leads me back to my original question of sorting through your things as your assistant. Mm. Good luck. Um, So as as the worry sets in with the party, Dr. Fizzlegig Whirligear kind of looks around and, and realizes that perhaps... He needs to be of assistance in some way. Mm, it appears that we need to find a way to get you to the old research center. Um, how we are going to do that, I'm not entirely sure, but I imagine with some help from my, I think I remember, very helpful assistant. That mm. I'm sure between the two of us, uh, we can figure out how to do this. So um, make yourselves as comfortable as I think you can, and it's bound to be a long night. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Seemingly trapped inside of a rapid teleporting tower, the party searches through the remains of the research lab that is the very eccentric goblin Dr. Fizzlegig Whirligear, trying to find a way to simultaneously get out of this tower, but also teleporting directly to an it research facility completely off the map. As the party discovers that the orb's placement within Ravnica is purposeful and numerous, the question now becomes, why was Malphus Reed attempting to collect them. You guys will experience the benefit of a long rest as you will be hanging out in this tower for a little while. Um, You are all now also level four, so congratulations. Please level up your characters. Power. Power. (laughs) While you guys are doing that and you're hanging out and you're resting, um, thankfully you have your is it companion Xenia with you. And one of the things that's great is Xenia is from which level of... St- what area of study are you from? Storms and electricity. Storms and electricity. So power conversion is part of her college within the Izzet, um, which happens to be incredibly convenient from the point of a DM story writer because she kind of has all the skills necessary to help Dr. Fizzlegig Whirligear figure out exactly what he's missing as far as converting the power within his tower into a teleportion necessary to bring you guys directly to this secret lab that you're trying to find where he and Malphus Reed were studying one of these orbs. Landry, as any, would you please give me an intelligence check? With advantage. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) From a two to a 20. A natural 20. Um, That is going to cut. No, this is great because I just rolled a d12. You guys have cut 10 hours off of the time required for you to kind of figure this out. So that natural 20 is amazing because that really kind of cues in in this sort of like super focus of, look, old goblin dude who's been alone in this place for several years. Your shit is a mess. And (laughs) using her powers of, you know, basic research, just basics just basics sometimes you get so smart you get so creative studying things from other dimensions that you just forget that a plus b equals c and she just very quickly kind of cleans everything up while you guys are resting so by the time you guys are finished leveling yourselves up by the time you finish the long rest only about six to eight hours later you guys have uh, watch them clean up a bunch of papers, do a little bit of speed reading, do a little playing with some beakers, unplugging some vents, replugging into other vents, and in a seemingly inexhaustible amount of energy, the two of them finish with a sort of arms crossed back to back. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> as they proudly show to you everything they did, which to your eyes doesn't really look like they did very much anything. But Whirly Gear is assured that he can now take you directly to that secret lab. Oh, I would get into the specifics of what we are doing, but I imagine that you are going to be <laughs> boggled by the mind. <laughs> 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 That was a snort. That might be, is that our first snort of the podcast? There it is. Not our first snort of the podcast. Thank you, Will. Oh my God. A maniacal laughter break. I'm so glad that made it in. Pretty good. So, sorry, I did a second. That was so good. Um, so, if you all would please gather your things and meet me downstairs, and um, I will point out some of my traps. Please do mind them. Uh, will we be able to get, will this continue bouncing around the landscape randomly? Like, will we be able to get back to you once we leave? No, I'm sorry, my boy. I am not exactly sure that I know how to stop that at the moment. Not that I'm actually sure that I want to. I kind of enjoy the solitarity these days. However, you will have a brief window with which you may exit 
to the exact location of the lab, say, approximately 2.87 seconds. It seems like this would be a good place, hypothetically, to leave the orb if we could find it again. It seems like you will not be back here. Great. No home base that no one can find. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It is going to be uh, sort of another frightening ordeal, as you will have a brief window to actually pop into the exact place you want to be and get off this crazy thing. Without any confirmation. Before it, before it zips off to this continual sort of pocket that it keeps sort of bouncing around every few seconds in some sort of weird teleportation catastrophe um, that Worldly Gear now seems perfectly content with. Lorzach has packed away the orb in his backpack, finishes polishing his blade, sheathes it, and heads downstairs. Uh, Master Worldly Gear, it has been an absolute pleasure assisting you once again like I definitely did before for quite some time. No, I will be so sorry to see you go. It's been great these past many years having you around to mm. do whatever it is that you've been doing. So many things. If you ever need a letter of recommendation for any of your future colleges, just feel free to ring me up sometime. Thank you so much. Is that a thing? Yeah, but I mean, he's not going to be around no. to like right. follow through. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. that is a thing, but... You're not going to be able to get a hold of him. To this do is it. my point. It's like, can we get a hold of him? It is a sincere promise that mm-hmm. he cannot deliver on because he forgets. Ah, uh, yes. I anticipate <laughs> never seeing you again. Thank you so much. No, but that is the way of things. Mm-hmm. Perhaps if one of those uh, nut jobs over at the Temporal College figure out time travel without any sort of major complication, we might have a chance to see each other at a younger day. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't have much time. Please, are we downstairs? Downstairs. There we go. <laughs> Um, you guys head downstairs towards one of the doors. Um, which one of the doors did we like not break? Uh, we didn't break my any door. Of them. Got open. Your door, your, Ned, your door was the ice trap, but ice not the trap. actual door was trapped. No, yeah, the door wasn't trapped. The floor in front of the door was trapped. Great. So they're gonna leave through that door. Great. <laughs> mm, mind the ice. And um, <laughs> you guys, you guys kind of walk out onto the floor, um, and there is that sort of like railing catwalk that just sort of extends around the base of the tower, and it is incredibly disorienting as the landscape that you're looking at shifts every couple of seconds. Whirly Gear sort of reaches under his big oversized robe and pulls out a clock that is quite literally the size of his face. It's confusing how he could have had something this large stashed underneath his robe without you seeing. And it kind of takes him both hands to hold it up. And he's not making any sounds or talking to anybody. He's just sort of looking at this clock with more hands than you think a clock needs to sort of... into kind of an indiscernible, indiscernible amount of time. And then... All of a sudden, without warning, (laughs) without even any prep at all, he just goes, we're here! And then it's just like, boom, everybody please make a dexterity check right now. And don't fail. Hey, hey, Brian? A natural 20 again? Yes! Oh my god! (laughs) A a natural one. A natural one. Yeah, five for me. Oh. Eight. An eight. Okay, so, um, Fikara, Lennox, and Perix kind of stumble out in a rather unfortunate way. Wow. You will each take three points of bludgeoning damage as you fall on your face, jumping oh. about ten feet down and not landing. Oh. Uh, Perix, the unfortunate thing is you rolled a one, to which I think we need to be punished in some way. So okay, I am going like, to no. say... Uh, we I'm could gonna, not. Yes, except this is an adventure and we're going to make it interesting. So I am going to say that your essentials, which would be your spell book and your focus is around your neck. So you probably had your spell book and your focus, your spell book racked in your arms was the priority to reach, but a natural one makes you hesitate just long enough that the back half of you disappears behind you. Leaving only my spellbook and my focus. Right. So whatever you had gear-wise, a backpack, items, gold, Give me a anything like to that. Erase about 20 items. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't make it. You had a full two and a half seconds and you hesitated. Okay. I lost my small knife. I would say, Ned, this thing where you let everyone else go first is starting to work against you. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> So much for being a friendly fucking self, person. I appreciate the self-sacrifice, but you are getting punished. Yes. Nice guys finish last, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I love you. this means war, is it? 
Meanwhile, um, Xenia with a natural 20 um, seems to have this like teleportation thing down at this point. I, I, unfortunately, I can't really reward you for sort of like a critical awesomeness, but we'll just say you look very impressively pretty while you're doing it. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. <laughs> so, so several of you just sort of oof on your face, Lord, that just deft enough to just sort of jump down with some agility. Ned nearly gets his butt sliced off. And, she does like a triple sound. And Xenia just sort of <laughs> just sort of leaps down and goes, ooh, that was fun. <laughs> um, you find yourself in a side alley in an unknown part of Ravnica. That means I have no gold anymore. Uh, yes, everything is gone. Okay. Can we roll survival to orient ourselves? You can roll survival to orient yourselves. I will say with a disadvantage because you are in an alley, not even on a street. One of the difficult things is that you realize that the tower probably swapped spaces with a building somewhere just for a brief second and then swapped back. Uh, 17. Seven, oh, yeah. 15. All right. Six. 15. Jeez, you guys are good. Um, I would say- I just rolled a one. I would say that based on the time of day and based on the general positioning of certain sky landmarks, perhaps a floating island or here, you can ascertain that you are at least to the north of Zonnet 4. Exactly how far, I don't know. And you are northeast of where you had intended to meet up with Whirly Gears Tower. So you are in the northwest of Ravnica, um, near the edge of the city, which is known as the Red Wastes. Still in the third district. You're in a side alley. A boring alley. No discernible features. Exactly the type of place that somebody might hide something. There's no trash collection here. There's just a faint stream of wet running down the middle of this alley. There's no cats. There's no hobos. There's just nothing. It's like a place that just nobody would bother come to. Accessible, but just sort of out of sight for so many reasons. Roll investigation to find what I imagine to be a hidden door. Yes, please. I'm joining him in that regard. With a natural one. Uh, I'm switching dice, everybody. I got 23. <laughs> You're doing great. Xenia, <laughs> rolling over a 20. You're certainly crushing this episode. As everyone is sort of searching for things that they might interpret as a hidden entrance, you know that the Izzet are much more clever in hiding what they need to hide with codes and secrets and ciphers because the threat of having your uh, research stolen, that is your life, that is your source to, to quality of life. So it's not just as simple as, oh, this wall is actually a door. There is going to be a little more complicated matter to that. You do see what happens to be a bit of a crevice that looks like it could be opened outward because you see what you suspect might be uh, recesses for hinges. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you can all stop wasting your time. I think I found it. Oh, mm -hmm. good. And I approach said crevice mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I put my spindly little fingers in between and I try and pull it out. Right, so you can give me a strength check if you would like. I say, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should investigate for traps. Maybe we should remember who our DM is and not die. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. I got, Zenia got far too cocky with how well this has been going. I rolled a 20, a 20, and a 19 today. <laughs> I'm unstoppable. I'm running things. So far to fall. Yes, let's investigate. I will assist you. Thank you. Um, I got a 16, and let's see. Oh, and a 21. You um, can immediately ascertain that it's not just your lack of strength, but this is not simply a thing that you just kind of reach in and pull open. <laughs> this needs sure. to be open in, in, a, in a separate way. So I'm going to begin investigating the surrounding area for a panel or a switch or a lever, something that would pop this door. I will assist. I this will die oh. is doing much better. That's a 22. <laughs> great. You don't find anything. Okay, great. I will guard the alley. You are going to guard the alley. Please yes. guard the alley. We're looking for a key of some sort? Nope. It just looks to be like a part of the wall that Xenia recognized is going to open outward like a window. It won't be pulled. It's clearly locked in some way. You cannot access the hinges from where you are. 
There is no suggestion of a panel that opens it on your side. There is no access to a keyhole. It is simply just the folded area of a flap. How what is it made out of? Um, it is part of the wall, so it would be a brick face. How uh, how wide is this crevice? Um, I would say it's about the size of like a ticket window. And the seam between these two parts that would appear to open out, how much space is in that crevice? Uh, not, um, go ahead. <laughs> I know what you're. I know what you're trying to do. Please go ahead. Uh, Lorzach will examine the door momentarily, and the muscles sort of seize in his neck, and the air around him becomes suddenly agitated as the spores increase in volume and intensity. And you watch as his armor and robe sort of sag around him as he shrinks and shrivels. And where there once was an elf, there is now a giant centipede that slithers its way in between the crevice of the door. Gross. <laughs> um, you you can feel immediately behind the door that there is sort of a, a recess that is like the size of a ticket booth, and there are some, some latches and some, uh, you know, um, levers and gears. Um, please roll an investigation um, to see whether or not you can kind of ascertain how you might be able to click this open. Uh, 18. Yeah, that's really good. So because... You're a centipede, and because you have sort of all these things reached out on different areas, you can go, oh, okay, I can feel. This is really just a panel opening. It's just meant to be opened by the inside. But there is no physical latch. It's opened automatically. So you kind of stretch out here and reach here and click a leg there and poke something here, and you can you can feel something click, and you feel some wheels start to turn, and thankfully you're not immediately splattered from the inside of the door. You can very quickly sort of go, whoa, 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 whoa and wiggle your way back out. Um, transforming, I'm assuming, back into your natural elven form. Yeah. And the panels to this door open. And as the panels to the door open, you hear a music track sort of whirl itself up the speed in this sort of bright blue, red, and yellow sort of festive opening, like a carnival barker just sort of sits there in the thing. And this sort of obtuse, horrible construct of a robot shaped in the fashion of a is it howdy do just sort of welcome boys and girls to the is it laugh facility how is everybody doing today and how may i be of service to you and above him you just see like in flashing neon it just says the magic word oh okay so it doesn't look like it's gonna explode oh i see mr whirligear and mr reed are not here today are you new to the facility no Well, then would you please give me the entrance word? You can kind of look down and you realize that the bottom half of this is just like a mechanical piston. And it's just like the top half of this sort of wooden robot on gears, dead lifeless eyes, an unnecessarily large mustache for what this thing's purpose is, and just the festive sort of, you know, poofy clothing of the it that they like to wear sometimes. Xenia? Can I just punch it? I I don't think I'd recommend doing that. Okay. Please. Please what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, may we enter the facility? Yes, as soon as you, and he kind of like, just a sarcastic robot finger again sort of traces. It says the magic word. Abracadabra. I'm sorry, I don't speak that language. Please respond in human, elf, or Vidalkin. What if we are new? I say abracadabra in Vidalkin. <laughs> do, do you speak Vidalkin? I do speak Vidalkin. <laughs> do you speak Vidalkin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you say abracadabra in Vidalkin, and it just sort of like, in a, in a you know jerky robotic fashion, just sort of turns and looks at you with this like, I don't understand this. I don't understand that word. Can we? Uh, and then he, again, he kind of puts a, a hand over and just traces it over the top. I say magic word in Vidalkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any kind of uh, uh, um, punctuation on the sign? Is there anything that would discern a way of discovering the magic word based on the words the magic word? No, it just says the magic word lit up, and he just goes, "This must be spoken." I say oh, the, magic, the word magic word in Vidalkin. He says, well, you can read very well. Uh, Xenia, was there anything in the notes or anything that you saw that might suggest what the word would be? Orb? (laughs) 
This must be spoken, and only I hold the key. Uh, will you please say the magic word? The magic word! And then click. <laughs> please welcome inside, as he kind of like shifts to the side. <laughs> and then the, the total panel kind of opens in. And so you guys kind of open inside, and there is just a smithy. Like a, a stone statue of a smithy. And he goes, please enjoy your lab. <laughs> he just... As if the walls kind of close behind you. And you guys enter a smithy. Like a straight up smithy. And there is a statue of a human smith uh, standing over an anvil. And as the last doors kind of click short together, you hear the robot utter one last phrase. And only he holds the key. And there's just a smithy. And an anvil. And a door. And a keyhole. And that's all you see at the moment. Uh, you first. I'd, I'd love to investigate if anybody wants to assist me. I will assist you. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, it's pretty simple. You walk around the room. You see some smithing equipment. Um, you see um, some scrap metal. Um, you don't see any tools, but you do see some scrap metal and a bucket. And um, as you kind of peel around the side of the statue, you see a piece of um, white chalk. Does the statue appear to be an automaton of any kind that moves or a hardened statue? It is a hard uh, stone statue. Thank you. You have some pieces of scrap metal, an empty bucket, and a piece of chalk. Uh, do I recognize the scrap metal as, you know? Yeah, it's a uh, simple iron. Okay. Scrap iron, yes. I would like to put the iron on the anvil. You place a rod of iron on the anvil. That's as far as I've gotten. Good. Uh, the chalk. We have to write something. We have to draw something. Mm. Can uh, we draw a key mm. on the iron? Oh, that's interesting. I love that idea. Go for it, Lorzach. Cool. Lorzach <laughs> draws a key on the rod of iron that is on the anvil. The stone statue begins to move as you say maybe I should stand the fuck back and with a couple of stone ding 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 hammers the iron kind of breaks away what isn't sort of under the oak of the hammer and you see an iron key sitting on top of the anvil take the key try it in the door the door unlocks Open it. I investigate the door for trouble <laughs> <laughs> I will assist you thanks brother <laughs> that is a 15 uh, there are no traps that you see. I also enjoy the fact that um, Eddie is assisting everyone in their roles as the Azorius, as he's just like, look harder. <laughs> Don't get me stabbed. So um, I open the door. The door unlocks. You open the door. Uh, I would also like to investigate the floor for traps, because that's how you tried to get me last time. <laughs> that is a 13. There is a tripwire. I would like to, uh, does anyone, I'm actually not, how's my deck? My deck isn't, who's proficient in dex, like, in dexterity for the sake of dismantling a trap? Because I'm not. I mean, well, yeah. Lord's Edge will take the lead on this if someone wants to assist. I can assist. Great. Uh, I will stand back and watch. (laughs) Careful. Sleight of hand? Uh, yeah. Little to your left, little to your left. Careful. Don't fuck it up. And with... Uh, so the first roll was a 12, which makes this a 17. A 17. You, how, how are you going to actually disassemble this tripwire? Uh, take a look at what mechanism it seems to uh, connect to, find its anchor point, and remove it. So as you immediately look through the doorway of what you see here, there is um, uh, there's sort of like a, you know, a metal floor. There are tubes and electric pipes everywhere. It, it, it almost looks like the inside of a factory rather than some sort of cozy workplace station. So the tripwire actually runs across the floor and then um, sort of torques up the side of the uh, door frame, up overhead into the pipework somewhere, but it is clearly suspending something. Perhaps mm-hmm. meant to drop on. And you can't see what's up there. You can't see what's up there. So that's what you immediately see. As of right now, it doesn't look like anything is going to come in the direction of directly onto you, but you can't exactly see what it is. But you very carefully keep your distance, sever the line, let everything go, and you just hear this loud, like, crash, banging of metal and pipes. It's something heavy, just sort of, bing, just sort of, like, 
falls and breaks and destroys something off in the background somewhere. And you're not even entirely sure that that trap even works anymore for how long it was up there. <laughs> something heavy fell and broke something out of your range. But as far as you can tell from now on, it's pretty safe to step inside. So it seems safe to enter. Right now it's dark, but you can see into the facility that there are some massive pieces of lab equipment set up, pipes kind of everywhere um, that's sort of living, breathing that steel makes when there's a lot of it in the room. Um, but that's as far as you can see from the door. So it's dark? It is dark. Does dark vision help in any way? Yeah, you can see in and it's just more of that the okay, farther okay. in. There is a, there is a, it seems to be a door frame directly to your left. Can we look, I would like to investigate for, well, I'm not up front, but I think it would be great to look for a light source. I cast light on my shield. You cast light on your shield. I cast Frank. You cast Frank. Uh, we created a marching order that we didn't approve with you, Zenya. Oh, I'm perfectly, <laughs> I'm perfectly comfortable with that as long as I'm not blinding anybody. I mean, that's going to happen no matter what. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's great. Do we dare enter? No, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the laboratory of your doom. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, men up front. This is great. This is a secret is it lab, and you're all like, I don't want to be first. <laughs> I mean, sh- should I go first? I mean, like, how how easily do you die? <laughs> incredibly easily. Are we ready to enter? No. No, I'm sorry. Well, I at some point, just... the adventure needs to continue. <laughs> um, I don't think the instant death trap is on the first space. I do. Uh, Lorzach will investigate this door on the immediate left. Um, there is a simple latch from the outside. It's just sort of like a, a double door with a lever that, um, a latch that sort of swings over the top of it. Everything is made out of metal here. Can we just, for the sake of time, yeah. assume every time anyone is investigating anything, I am ass- assisting them, so they will get... I will assist them. Can you roleplay for me exactly what this sort of consistent authority is going to be? Like, is it? I will stand next to whoever is investigating anything and assist them in their endeavors. <laughs> do this. Do it. I'm going to look at this door. Yeah, do, do that. Do that better. Do that. <laughs> Azorius. You know, the Azorius do it this way. So Lorzach rolls a 20 to investigate this door. You can just open it. There's nothing nothing with traps. And he does. So you open the door. Inside that small little side room, there are um, stacks of cages and straw and um, little dishes and stuff that suggest it was a small room to hold animals, creatures, rodents, um, given the nature of where you are. Probably research specimens. Test subjects. Test subjects. Um, There are a few half skeletons kicking around in there. Which half? Various halves. There are um, no longer as corpses, but there are some sort of rotted away skeleton parts, but only for the skeletons that are in there, they are only half of their skeletons. Oh. Okay. So uh, I I would push on to at least be near Loris Edge to look at this contraption that seems to be right at the beginning. So there is, um, you can see something big. And we don't have it from Lennox's shield, like some. Well, you, it's its far too big right now and complicated. Like, you'd need to kind of take in the full size of it to understand what it is. But there is, a, there is a, a, like, a steam-controlled electrical panel right in front of you. And does that, uh, I guess this is an investigation question, but mm-hmm. I would like to know if that panel seems to w- do something to the thing, or what I'd really like to know is if there's a light source that happens in the thing. You're, you're welcome to tinker. I'm looking for a light source. <laughs> you're allowed to tinker with whatever you want as a simic. Zenya, I'm looking or... for a light source for the room. <laughs> mm. That's fair. So <laughs> she also looks at this panel. This doesn't look like a frog organ. Yeah. <laughs> no, I deal with frogs. Yeah. Um, Zenya goes up to the panel and investigates. With advantage, please. Ah, 22. It seems to be sort of a, a general power coupling. It's going to feed power to whatever this is in the middle, but you kind of discern some of the writings and the coding, and um, there is sort of a big lever on the side that is going to instigate power into whatever is in this first floor area. A simple flip of the switch. Nothing looks trapped. Nothing looks, you know, hazardous in any way. It just simply is the first 
console you will encounter on your way in, the last one you'll see on your way out, so it's probably the main switch. Okay. And do I see a light switch anywhere? If you if you just sort of pump this big lever on the oh, side, it, it, it looks like it's going to power up. Okay. Um, without any hesitation, she just pu- <laughs> pushes up the lever. <laughs> yeah. You just hear a tick, 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 and then a fuse running across the... No. Um, so you see Xenia give a little bit of effort as she... This lever, and that immediately is followed by some loud machinery sounds and some whirling up power sounds as this... Generative power starts kicking up. The um, audience is now listening. <laughs> yes. um, what you see in the center is a massive metal cylinder. And in fact, that contraption that you see is actually two stories tall. There are pipes and tubes leading to several large glass orbs surrounding this sort of massive tank in the middle. Something like a, like a propane tank that's about the size of a longhouse. Those orbs light up and immediately enlight the entire uh, lab. And you just see the walls themselves aren't even really walls. They're just sort of mass contortions of tubing and power lines and insulation, as if the entire facility itself is just sort of like inside a massive machine. And as you look up, you can see that this thing stretches beyond the ceiling and there is a second floor directly above you that's sort of partitioned by a catwalk that leads around near the top of this sort of massive power structure in the middle so that it can be observed and and calibrated and manipulated from the second floor as well. And you can also see farther back into uh, the facility that there is ways to get up to the second floor and that it is about twice as deep as perhaps you once thought it was. Xenia is utterly delighted. There, She has no fear right now, even though she probably should. She's just so excited. There is so much electricity and power running through whatever this thing is right in front of you that you're immediately thinking of like all the crazy experiments you could do with access to this type of facility. It is top of the line. When you hear stories about what you get access to if you finally get your research money, like, you couldn't even imagine access to this kind of place. It is magnanimous. So uh, I would begin investigating the first floor, looking for anything that might look like um, clues to the whole area, or I'm looking for notes, or I'd be looking for something that would be able to tell us where the orb might be within the place. So you see two doors about halfway through. I'm sorry, you see one door on the far wall. It's a small door. And then on the side that you're on, if you travel far enough, yes. So we'll say that Perix has kind of wandered around to the right. You see a small door on the side there, and we'll start there as to whether or not you want to investigate that door. Yeah, of course I would love to investigate that door. Do that better. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That is a 14. A 14. Um, The door does not appear to be trapped. um, And the floor? There are no traps. Great. (laughs) Um, It's not even locked. Well, then uh, on in I go. Um, You find a simple storage closet holding excess amounts of beakers, bottles, vials full of stuff you don't know, probably powders in some tin containers, uh, a broom, Uh, light bulbs. So what would appear to potentially be a storage closet? A storage closet. Yeah. Yeah. but I would look around to see if there were any, like, because I probably don't know what a storage closet looks like in an is it facility. I'd probably look around to see if there were any notes or like a, like things in the room that would clue me in. Not knowing I'm looking in vain. No, in that particular area, there's not. Yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, but if you look down onto your left, there is uh, at least one staircase you can see that bends. It's a, a two a broken staircase. So it goes up halfway and then comes back up the other way to get up to the top. End. So I would call out, uh, guys, I found stairs going up. Lorzach will continue down the left side of the hallway and inspect this other uh, antechamber to the left. So as you look to your left, yes, go ahead, Fakara. I'll just say, I'll I'll follow him because I'm not going to get left alone. Please do. So as you guys sort of walk down the left-hand side of the lab, um, you see a little recess antechamber as you look inside. There is a massive tank that stretches all the way up to the second floor. Um, It is very, very large. Um, It seems to be filled with sort of a, not really glowing, but somewhere in between not glowing and glowing, you know, just like a barely pulsating um, yellowish goo. Um, There is something 
inside of it. Um, it's a transparent tank. The tank itself is transparent. The stuff inside of it is so cloudy and murky that you can see that there is something in there being suspended. It's difficult to kind of discern like what it is. You know, is it gestating? I don't know. Is it cultivating? I don't know. Is it just sort of a holding cell for something fragile and why it's suspended in gel? I don't know. Like there are many different things that you could imagine it could be. I'd like to knock on the glass and see if anything responds. Um, You're welcome. Please make a stupidity (laughs) check. Gotcha. Nothing happens. It doesn't stir. It doesn't gel. It's just something is in there and has been preserved since nobody was in here. Okay. Um, I am continuing if this is fruitful at all, and Zenia would know, not me. But I, I think I'd like to just continue working my way around that specific mechanism itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll go, I'll go this a ways because that looks like there's something going on there. Um, so most of the control panels that you can see mm-hmm. manage the flow of solution in between those massive glass orbs. And the more that you're looking at it, the more that you can kind of see that this is very similar to whatever uh, contraption was in the center of the top room of the tower in Whirligear's facility, um, that this was a much larger version of that. And perhaps given the fact that he worked here before his tower, he may have been trying to replicate that on a micro level. And that was the contraption in his tower that held the... That, yeah, he opened up one of those um, containers and used it to kind of demonstrate the orb. orb. And you can see with your own scientific mind that you can see that the solution that might be inside some of these orbs is very similar, if not the exact copy of the stuff that he had in there. Is this a window into the primary tank? It is uh, an access port. So it is not it is not glass. Um, You probably immediately get the idea that whatever it is in here probably doesn't want to have any structural weakness on this massive tank, um, considering that the tank itself is like the size of one of those train cars that you guys encountered earlier. Um, But that is clearly some sort of riveted access port so that if it was ever drained um, or anyone ever needed to get inside for any reason, they would have access to the inside. Otherwise, it would just be a solid metal tube. And this particular liquid that we're looking at, I mean, is it simply is it simply water or or that we also saw in Whirly Gears? Or is it a different liquid? It is clear. I mean, it, there mm-hmm. it there is no color to it, but it is a little bit murky um, and just a little bit to it in the way it, it has a bit of a sheen to it. Like in the way that if you were to swirl around water in a glass jar or you were to swirl around like vodka in a glass jar, because one of them is an alcohol, it has just a little bit of a cling to it, a little bit of a sheen. Um, So it's not pure water. It is some sort of synthetic um, solution. What exactly it is, there's no way of knowing without actually consulting who it is. But it's probably synthetic Mm -hmm. um, to begin with. And based on your um, experience in Whirly Gears Tower, it is possibly designed specifically for containing and examining the orb Mm -hmm. since that was studied here. I would continue on forward and I would uh, begin up the stairs to see what I see. Great. As you approach the stairs, you hear like a bubbling on the move. A um, bubbling on the move? Yeah. So sort of right as he, back a little bit more, right as he approaches that sort of hexagon area, you're going to hear what sounds like a large bubbling, like a pot of bubbling water. Okay. Like a very large pot of bubbling water, like a bathtub of bubbling water, but it's on the move. Like okay. it is moving towards you. Can it, it's coming at me from directly in front of me, and can I see it? From the stairs. And yes, you can. Descending the stairs from the back of the laboratory are two boiling and bubbling elementals um, that are dripping magma from underneath this, like, strange aqua exterior. Xenia, you would know that these are blister coil weirds, okay? And these weirds are the byproduct of laboratory accidents that have formed into these programmable elementals. Um, These two appear to be the fusion between magma and water. And for any of you who speak draconic, you can hear that they've come for a fight. On the next Encounter Party! Though the secret base of Malthus Reed has been abandoned, security seems very much online. Can our players navigate the dangers of a master laboratory? Is Whirligear telling the truth? And can they find the second orb? Find out next week on Encounter Party!
And Counterparty is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering created by Wizards of the Coast. Edited and mixed by Ned Donovan. Sound capture and effects by Will Malones. Theme and other music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech, VGM Mark H., Hayden Folker, and Darren Curtis. Special thanks to Megan Judkins, Josh Samuels, and Will Malones. Good evening. This is Lorzach Rot's speaker. You know, most people throughout history are dead. And someday, you will be too. Or will you? Find out by joining the Golgari Swarm and find your secret to a life everlasting. Join our Facebook discussion group for all the behind-the-scenes looks at what's happening with Encounter Party. Find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. For news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. And let's keep this party going. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.